0: What's up, guys? You are on the air and off the books with Bethany and Samantha, and today we are going to be talking about A Place, a Place for a <laughs> by Anne Freistat, and if you guys remember, we did read um, her debut novel, which was What We Harvest. Um, I think that was a little bit ago, maybe last year, four to six months ago. It's been a hot minute, yeah, because time is an illusion. Time is an illusion. You know. We'll be writing a song about that later. Stay tuned. So anyway, (laughs) Anne and Delacorte Press were nice enough to send us an ARC, so we got to read this before a lot of people did. And it I So I didn't read the back at all, like... description of the book I didn't either I didn't read it I was just like I'm going in blind well
1: so we interviewed Anne um a little while ago as well for the podcast so if you want to check that out you can go backwards and listen to that as well which um we were talking about what we harvest and during that time she was talking about she was going to release soon this book, A Place for Vanishing. Right. And so she kind of gave us a synopsis over that interview yeah. about this book. And that's literally like all we got. And then they did a pre order for signed, ad- personalized signed editions through a, um, oh, like a small, like indie books, one indie more bookstore books or something like that, one more chapter or something like that. And then we jumped on and ordered those and we we're waiting for those copies to come in and then she sent us over e or what are they called like e how would i explain how do yark. i explain that? E-arch. yark 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 um uh, how do i explain that like they are digital copies of advanced reader copies that are digital yes i don't know how to ex- I don't, i'm not doing a very good job of explaining that but we were able to have them downloaded and to be able to read them to review beforehand and they, this book released yesterday. Yes. Happy birthday. Happy one day old for A Place for Vanishing. Just a baby. Just a little baby. And it got a, re- a lot of really great reviews. It did, yes. And this is something I think that if you really like haunted houses, and we're going to read the synopsis for you here in just a second, I think yeah okay (laughs) i didn't know samantha usually is more prepared than i am um so um if you really like haunted house stories with a flair for the supernatural then this is going to be a really good book for you because i know that a lot of the themes right now for haunted houses and like oh different horror books are more like psychological horror lately yeah and i'm not a big fan of that i really like the actual like monstery, supernaturally like vibes kind of like that. So this is like an actual true like haunted house, haunted family situation. And it's got a really cool under narrative to it um that deals with mental health. And I think that's also a really unique spin. It's very unlike anything I've ever read as far as horror is concerned. So let's get into the synopsis so you kind of know what we're talking about. All right. Okay, so
0: let's, let's, let's do it. Here we go. Beepity beep. The house was <laughs> supposed to be a fresh start. That's what Libby's mom said. And after Libby's recent bipolar 3 diagnosis and the tragedy that preceded it, Libby knows she and her family need to find a new normal. But Libby's new home turns out to be anything but normal. Scores of bugs haunt its winding halls. Towering stained glass windows featured strange insectile designs and the garden teems with impossible blue roses. And then there are rumors. The locals, including the mysterious boy next door, tell stories about disappearances tied to the house, stretching back over a century to its first owners. Owners who supposedly hosted legendary mass seances on its grounds. Libby's mom refuses to hear anything that could derail their family's perfect new beginning, but Libby knows better. The house is keeping secrets from her, and something tells her that the key to unlocking them lies in the eerie, bug-shaped masks hidden throughout the property. We all wear masks to hide our imperfections, to make us stronger and braver, but if Libby keeps hers on for too long, she might just lose herself and everyone she loves. I think that was a pretty good, like, description. Like, it It really, like...
1: It encases a lot.
0: Summarizes the entire book. Yes.
1: And it really gives you like a great overview of what you're really getting into. And technically this is young adult. Yes. Um, and you can tell from, because the main characters are younger, they're in high school. I think the main characters are like a junior in high school. Yeah. So what does that make her? Like 17? 17, 17. Or something like that? Yeah,
0: 16, 17. One of those.
1: And I think this is a really good book for teens especially nowadays when we're like more open and navigating different mental health issues and stuff like that that they can read this book and then they can have discussions about you know bullying in high school and like what that plays into your mental health and also how families should have discussions and recognize you know how their children are handling adolescence yeah um i think that's my favorite part of this book honestly yeah
0: i really love that it like shows how people react to people with like a mental illness because yeah i mean you you don't really know how you're going to react unless like somebody like you or another family member is diagnosed. You direct,
1: yeah, you're directly experiencing it.
0: But it's just interesting to see how people make it about themselves.
1: Yes, like the selfishness that comes from, you know, somebody... Like, especially the main character, obviously, when you, we heard the synopsis, um, is diagnosed with bipolar 3, and then she has a sister and a mother in the situation. Yeah. And what I didn't anticipate going into it is that I was so... And I was mad about it at first I'm not gonna lie because it was so cringy the way that they treated her yeah because they were so fake with her Mm -hmm. about everything that she had been through and I kept going back to Samantha like I do not like how her mother's talking to her I do not like how her sister is talking to her and it's not you know and it's not like entirely like I understand like where they're coming from because they don't know how to process and stuff either but like they're not going to therapy with her they were very much punishing her instead of helping her And they were doing it thinking that they were trying to help her. Yeah. And then when she did try to change and she did try to present these options that she thought that they wanted, Mm -hmm. then they got mad anyway. Yeah. And it was such a crazy time navigating this. And while you're navigating all of these, like, undercurrents, these huge, and they're not just undercurrents. Like, they're the undercurrents that, like, drag your feet down and drown you. Like, that's the kind of stuff that she was talking about in this book. And while you're navigating this, the house is freaking haunted. Yeah. (laughs) like not only is she possessed by this diagnosis it's taking over her life she tries to start over brand new and tries to give herself this fresh step and then all of a sudden her world physical world is also starting to be possessed by these other things and how do you how do you even handle that kind of reality when your own personal internal reality is also
0: you know haunted yeah. and
1: clashing And it's like a horror story in both ways. And it was, I mean, she did a really great job. I was really upset, as Samantha pointed out, that a lot of people are reviewing this book and having a lot of negative things to say about. About the mental health aspect. And I, and we say, I think that you should do your research. Yeah. And think before you speak about things like that.
0: But you should also realize, like, even if that's not your experience, that doesn't mean that that wasn't. The main character's experience right. in the
1: book, or somebody's own personal experience with bipolar three. Right.
0: Not, not every everybody
1: has the same experience with their mental health issues that you do, and you know, I shouldn't. I probably shouldn't share. Well, I don't know. I have. I deal with anxiety and stuff like that, and I. I think that people should talk more about the things that bother them because, I think that you'll realize that a lot of people have things that they deal with, and that you're not alone in that. Yeah. In that. And that's kind of shown in this book as well because the, you know, the the kind of love interest that comes up, which isn't a spoiler, you know, he struggles with his own things that you start to unpack and see and that. She realizes that she's not the only one who has to navigate life and has right. to figure out how her her bipolar 3 works or even if she's plagued by some anxieties or some, like, big, big highs and big lows and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, the main love interest is his too. and. My anxiety and stuff like that doesn't isn't going to present itself the way that yours might. Yeah. Or it's not going to. I don't. I don't struggle the way you do. I don't have the same triggers as you do. And so it was just really upsetting that people were getting on there and, and knocking the book because of. Yeah. They and like, said it wasn't a correct representation, which I think did, is false. We did. We did.
0: We did talk with the author, and she she has like explained publicly that she also like experiences or, or has experienced with bipolar three disorder herself. Mm-hmm. And so, my thing is, like, these people reviewing, you don't know the author. Like, you don't You don't know, like...
1: Their circumstances. Yeah. Her personal life, why she writes what she writes. Yeah,
0: you have no idea, like, what experience she has with, like, bipolar 3. So, how are you going to say... Or any bipolar
1: disorders in general. And right. you have... I just want to caution people when they go into reading books and... Because I know that we can be hypercritical of some things as well because yeah. of our personal interests. Yeah. But regardless of whether we loved it or we didn't enjoy it as much, you know, there's a representation here that isn't seen in a whole lot of books. Right, yeah.
0: I don't think I've ever no. read a book with a main character with bipolar.
1: And it being so openly talked about. Yeah. And it being honest and real and raw. And I think that it goes so well with the horror of it because of the way that society and things like that approach yeah. that situation. And I respect that. And, and like I think your that own, too.
0: Your own internal feel- feelings of, like, somebody who has it that doesn't know, like, am yeah. I, is this real or is this something that's, like, stemming from my mental illness? Exactly.
1: And I think that she did a fantastic job with it. And I think that when you go into this book, you should go into it with the expectation to learn And then to walk away examining those things as well because not only is it a horror book and a really good horror book at that, it's showcasing something that we don't get to see or experience and that more people should talk about, I think. And so when, like I said, when you're reviewing things, it's okay to have your own personal opinions and stuff like that, but don't be ugly. Yeah. And I don't
0: think that that if the author, like, if she didn't have experience with this, she wouldn't have made this a a theme like right like half the theme is her struggling with her mental illness so why as an author would you go into that like blind like even after like you know doing research
1: but I think even if she did there's got to be some kind of influential thing in her life or there's tons and tons of experience and research along with that right you know a lot of people don't just go in and just say, I'm gonna blah, blah, blah. We're just gonna. Not you saying know, that there's
0: not authors that, that just that. are like checking the boxes, okay. exactly. like their own boxes, you know? Like, exactly. oh, we gotta put a person with this in it, you know? Just to like make right. people
1: think, oh, I'm so like, I'm just including everything, you know? Exactly. But us talking with her and also the representation she put in what we harvest as well, because. I think that was a little bit more subtle, but there are representation of certain mental health um, things that are addressed there as well. Yeah, you know, and being able to sit down and talk with her and have you know have that awesome one on one experience, you know, prompts us, prompts me to be like, grr, back up, <laughs> grr. <laughs> grr. because yeah. you know, bravo, this is this is wonderful, this is an accomplishment, and so I think that you guys should pick this up. And read it with your teens if you have teens or just read it for yourself. Right. Especially if you like horror. And I think it's also a really good jump into horror. Like I said with What We Harvest as well, like a zombie situation or a horror situation. I hope that it
0: doesn't get, like, backlash from, like, schools and stuff because of, like, the seance and that kind of aspect that... It incorporates in.
1: You know what's Honestly, frustrating is that I don't think it's going to be that that they would give backlash to. I think it would be the, the other the, aspect of the mental yeah. health illness that's addressed, which is so or just crazy. all of the above, which it, is right. And crazy. I think that if you're not paying attention to like different censorship and stuff like that that's going on, and what you know, bills and laws are being passed, and like how libraries are affected, how your school libraries and things are affected. We're not here to give you our opinion. We just want you to go and check those things out for yourself because it's a a big part of our society. You know, banning books and things like that are a real issue and you should be educated. Um, These books should be readily accessible because if people don't pick these up, what if a student comes by into the library, picks something like this up and recognizes this? What if that helps them? What if that shows them? And then also, you know, what if I really like horror now and it opens up this brand new window into reading that I never would have been able to have if I hadn't had access to these books. Right. So you should give this a try. Um, I will say you should go in with some trigger warnings. Um, there are, you know, mentions of suicide, um, mentions of also obviously mental health disorders, some um, possession. possession, some obviously seances. If you don't like bugs, which that was a big thing for me, I didn't go into it anticipating bugs because, like I said, I didn't read the back of the book before I went in. I just went in kind of, like, head first into the book. And I have a huge bug phobia. Yeah. And so when it came up, I think at one point somebody coughs up a cockroach and I about passed away. (laughs) She's on the list. She's like, oh, God, no. I am like, no, 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 turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. And it's such, like, a... I mean, I hate it. So It is literally crazy. <laughs> it, it,
0: it's crazy from, like, start to finish. And she does Definitely. a good job with
1: pacing because she doesn't leave you scrambling. Like, you are in it to win it from the get-go. And it, it just keeps building up. Right. And she keeps adding on these little pieces of information. And you keep, like, gobbling up all this stuff, trying to piece it together. And it's such a good book discussion one because time after time again, I was going to Smith. Okay, Like, all right, so these, and I might get a little spoilery here, so just, you know, cover your ears. So there's this many masks and these many people, and, like, there's, you know, people are missing in this house, and people are just vanishing from living in this home, and this home's been vacant, and then all of a sudden they move back into this home, and they're ripping up the floor, and there are scenes of, like, bunnies ripping out throats of, like, animals and like deers like eating flesh and And the mom
0: is just like oh "Oh, look how beautiful and you're just like whoa
1: okay (laughs) something is wrong wrong wrong
0: she did she did a great job like with the description because I definitely had like a really good mental picture like the entire time.
1: Gothic style, like macabre, like really like dark, like ornate home. Yeah. And like everywhere like she paints this picture of like this beautiful like dark wallpaper full of blue roses and like there's bugs like on the wallpaper like in the themes and like the stained yeah. glass windows throughout the house and I will say I would have walked into that house and been like no <laughs> <laughs> moving out <laughs> i know i was like no, thank i don't you. think i could and especially like the at one point like the trash can and one of the and one of the scenes tips over and like all these beetles spill out of the trash oh, can. oh no one
0: one beetle oh, bug and i'm out of there i was
1: like absolutely no no and
0: like, she's just like the sister at one point she's just like encased in bugs and she's and, just sleeping and, and, and she's I'm
1: sleeping like yeah oh the, on the ceiling. on the ceiling and it's it's fine And I'm like, what, no, 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 uh uh-uh. And they're, like, crawling in the curtains and flying out at you. And there's centipedes and mosquitoes. I think there's one, um, oh, there's one. I think this is, like, this was, like, really creepy to me. One scene where it was, like, the mosquito stained glass. And it's got, like, a dead sheep. And the mosquitoes are, like, feasting off the blood of the person in the window and on the thing. On the sheep. And you're just, like... Oh, and they're like the maggots in the fly stained glass window at the bottom of the stained glass window. Like, the—I—okay, this would be so cool. Okay, Anne. <laughs> listen, listen. If you—if somebody made bookmarks of these windows. That would like be really cool. Like, the see-through bookmarks. yeah of each of these windows, like and then or and or like made like pieces for your like bookshelf of all of the masks that represent the windows. That would be cool. Like that would be flipping cool, dude. Flipping cool. Flipping cool. Because the way that the masks like hook into the windows and stuff like that. Like you guys have to read this because it's so intricately put together. And like the way that the roses in the garden go along with everything and how they impact the mother. And, like, it's, like, also the mother is, like, descending into madness. Mm-hmm. But we don't know if it's her own, like, mental health issues that are coming out and her trauma that she's experienced because she's lost her parents to this house. And we don't know why because, like, all of this trauma has been repressed. And then she, like, is drinking this rose petal tea and her mouth is stained blue. And she's like, the the <laughs> I know. And she's, like, walking around laughing with blue stained teeth and blue stained lips from this, like, yeah kettle juice she's chugging and it gives me the creepies like yeah, every time she walks the in the room and her hair's like gets greasier and greasier every time you see her and like she's not taking care of herself and you see her like kind of withering away as a person in It was. Mind? it's it's giving like oh it's it, it's giving pennywise
0: meets like the great the creepy lady from the shining that's just like Creepy crying, like as her husband's trying to like axe down the door, and she's just like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like It kinda is. We <laughs> talked about too how she like she gets really gaunt and pale and like how like the beautiful hair, like curly hair is like mats down to I think that's who I pictured the entire time
0: I was like reading the book is the mom in the shining. Just like the most like crazy looking like greasy just like distraught looking
1: mother wide-eyed like disoriented in and out of like consciousness or like yeah like not consciousness but like what's the word like her mental like she's like there but she's not awareness there. yeah like she kind of flits in and out of who she really is and how it affects her daughters and i'm like oh Oh man, it's going to get bad bad and it does. I think <laughs> that gets
0: bad. I think the one thing that stood out that like I didn't like and that like it was like the tiniest little thing that like kind of like was just like it was one of those things that I just I didn't want to read is when she tucked the mask in her waistband. I'm like, "What? How? Like what? You just got a giant little mask sticking in your pants? Like you just uh, stuck it like in there?" It, I I was wondering if the mask was a lot smaller in That's, that she describes it
1: than in my head. Right.
0: Like I was picturing like this like big like ornate
1: ornate mask. <laughs> and, like I think is it's a it lot just smaller? Is
0: it just like a plastic floppy like mask? Like why is she putting it in her waistband? That would be not comfortable. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's that, not comfortable.
1: That would definitely hurt for sure. Yeah. But I think it yeah, now that you mention it.
0: Every time I read that she put it in her waistband, I was like, how? Why? <laughs> she got tiny shorts on. <laughs> she, yeah, she's got them volleyball shorts. They have stretch. Yeah, she's there you the go. Leggings. That's how
1: she did it. She's got elastic waistband. Yeah, I guess. Man, I... Oh, it also has romance in it. So if you really like a little bit of romance, it kind of encapsulates all of that. And I didn't mind it. It's not wasn't, heavy on the it romance. It wasn't heavy... It was just enough for me, so it's my kind of like, yeah, that's that's good, that's good. Um, and I think the ending was, I liked that the ending was kind of realistic to me. Right. Like, they got hurt, and then they weren't, like, blanking okay. Right. You know what I mean? Like, things, bad crap happens.
0: But then I'm like, People why are you, die, okay? why
1: are you staying in the
0: house, ma'ams?
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no. that was kind of crazy. We would but be moving. I'd, but you know, I get it. Because like she's like wanting this closure. Like she's like no. stamping down the She closure. can closure
0: the door and walk out.
1: <laughs> Samantha said, I'm not staying. <laughs> no, thank you. She's like trying to build a new life and has overcome like so much in this house. So not only is it like a reminder of it's just a reminder of this massive mountain she's overcome. Like not just her mental health, but like literal like haunting. <laughs> Great. But like
0: sell the house and just move move across the street. Move tree. across the
1: street. <laughs> Oh man! No. You still I still you know, get to look at it every day. It's fine. This is what Samantha would do. I mean, I yeah. get it. I, no, I'm I out would. Of there. But they it says they remodeled it though. So like they probably took all of the remnants of, you know, bloodthirsty, you know, herbivores and yeah, creepy, all the creepy stained glass windows. And I think the attic moment, and I'm not going to spoil this for you guys, the attic moment where they're, like, just poking around up there and, like, things are rustling around. And when you really realize, like, what's happening with all of that, I about passed away. I was like, dude, all you had to do is rip off a sheet and (coughs) that was it. Like, you're done. Dude, so good. Like, I have so many different highlights on this. Like, so many different comments. Like, there's so many things, so many more things that we could talk about. It was a fantastic job. We yes. say bravo, Snaps. Snaps. Thank you, um, Anne. Great job. We don't want to spoil this for you because it just came out yesterday. Yeah. Um. So pick this up. Read yeah. it. Give it a shot. I think you'll really, really like it. If you liked what we harvest in the tone of that, because it is a darker she has a darker tone. Yeah. But it's enjoyable. And you're invested in the characters. If you like character development, if you really are invested in the characters as well as the story. I think you'll really like this if you care about the people you read about. Mm -hmm. This is the book for you. And it makes you think critically besides there being a haunted house situation in it.
0: Yeah. And we already actually have the physical copy. We somehow got it like three days early.
1: We did, which I don't know how that works. But,
0: you
1: know. So we got it before everybody else. Online, you can grab it however, whenever, whatever. Yes. You know, we have it available to you. Come by, get it, or order yourself a copy. Support the author.
0: Yeah. So, do both. Read, Read it, it here and then buy it. Talk to us about it. Email us at offthebooks at khcpl.org and then join us for our next episode, which we'll be releasing in next two weeks.
1: Yep. And we're going to be Couple talking weeks. about some things that we're reading currently. Yep.
0: Um,
1: and do you have something that you're talking about specifically you already know that you're going to talk about? Or are you going to
0: switch I, it up? I don't know what I'm going to talk about yet.
1: Yeah. I will mm-hmm. be
0: talking about the third crescent city book soon though
1: oh that's coming out soon huh yeah yep all to the weapons of mass destruction get yes. ready
0: yes that's me your book is coming out and i'm behind <laughs> yep so i'm very excited about that one so yes join us for our next episodes and we hope you guys have a great week Bye. bye